0: And it was, it got really dark and terrible because the, they, they were a couple, they had another roommate, they got in this screaming match, so they, they were fighting, like sort of throwing shit, like, oh man, the place was disgusting, it was just like cans everywhere.
1: Are fun and you'll hear them in this. Because this is Worst Gig Ever. I'm your host, Jeff Garlach. This is Worst Gig Ever on Revolver, this is where we talk to musicians about the worst shows that they've ever played, how terrible it is to be in a band. And today is no exception. We got the dudes from Red Fang and they have some amazing stories. Uh amazing judgments that didn't work out. Uh amazing animals animals will attack. That's the main thing you're going to learn from this. So listen and check out all of our other old podcasts on Revolver if you have not, and at worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com for all of the archives or on iTunes. Get into it. It's terrible being a musician. So, uh, yeah, usually just start off with any sort of worst gig story. can be okay. bad show, bad job, anything connected to that world.
0: Okay. Um, well, I guess off the bat, um, probably one of our first tours. We played a club that no longer exists in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And um, there was, I think there were four people there, and they were sitting in a booth, not <laughs> I mean, pretty far away in this booth. And so we played, you know, played our 30 or 40 minute set. And then we're like, all right. Thanks to you four people in the booth. Right. And we start breaking our stuff down, and they, and they go, one more. And we're like, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Right. And they're like, but but if you play one more, we'll stand up. And we're like, oh, man. That you did. No. Right. <laughs> really fucking with us. Packing this shit up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so.
1: What, uh, it was that, at, especially at that point, like, uh, Was that an outlier or was that like one of the, you know, semi standards of like smaller shows at that point?
0: Well, that was, that that stands out as being particularly pitiful.
1: Was there any particular reason? Do you know why it was so small that day?
0: Well, no one, I mean, no, well, it seems like Salt Lake City may not have the. Well, it's definitely gotten better for us there. I mean, we actually have really good shows there now. That's good. But uh, I just don't think that we had connected. to the music scene there, we just right. and and you know the internet wasn't quite as effective at, at sure. tr- transmitting your existence, you right. know. So right. I don't know. I mean, I think we yeah, we were, I mean, no one knew who we were. I mean, I yeah, you know. F-
1: I mostly ask because I one I've brought up before, but like I played plenty of those types of shows with like ten people, five sure. people, but I do remember once playing Idaho uh, and this guy whose name was Bug booked it and he had booked my old band shows orchid and those show was fine but i remember this one we showed up and i think there were three paying because he had put the wrong date on the flyer uh, and then didn't decide to fix it and then also went to see cradle filth that night instead of actually like dealing wow. with us right and we were on tour with some band from norway and they were just like we're not playing this bullshit it's like we don't do this in norway And then they proceeded to get trashed, and then get up on stage after us, new vocal covers of uh, old Downset songs.
0: Oh, geez. Just became a
1: weird mess. But it was also one of those, like, where it was, like, semi-middle of winter, like, we didn't know we were going to stay that night, because we were, like, at that kind of weird in-between, where it's like, sometimes we have friends. Right. Sometimes when you're in Idaho, you're either banking on Bug (laughs) Mm-hmm. Or you ain't staying anywhere. Are yeah, you doing hope that-
0: one of the three people that paid has right? a house with a right. couch?
1: And the nice part is that every one of them bought some merch, which was nice. Did any of them buy merch that night? I
0: strongly doubt it. Yeah,
1: those bastards, they yeah. weren't supporting you. What can you do? <laughs> what did you uh, do? You remember what you did that night for sleeping arrangements?
0: Mm, I don't recall honestly do you are though. you a band that pushes through oh no minutes? actually I think we stayed with uh, with, with our friend um, uh, who played in a in a in a, one of the few bands that we knew from there right I think we just we yeah oh, okay. what is your
1: general when you're like looking for a place to stay like especially at that point like what was your tactic I mean we we all have our circuit of friends there uh, yeah. wherever we're staying hopefully but especially at the point where like it's a little bit harder you don't want to pay off for getting a hotel room especially if you have a long drive you don't want to do that 2 hour kind of stay and sneak everyone in right did, did you have a tactic or do you have it currently a tactic to find a place to stay in a random area
0: uh, well at this at, nowadays we have, we have a hotel sure you know we we have it budgeted out so right um, we still, we still, you know, have roommates. You know, sure. we're, we're not so on our high horse. If everybody gets their own hotel room, right? That happens maybe once a tour, and it's it's, it's a luxury. Nice. Yeah. It's very nice. I think actually we're all getting our own hotel rooms mm-hmm. tomorrow because I think they we uh, Chris found a hotel that has rooms for fifty nine dollars each. Can't beat it's that. Like, I, this is the day to do it. Right. That so. is what,
1: that's when you grab onto exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have a set roommate? Like, do you... I
0: do, yeah. Um, David and I bunk up 90% of the time because right. he and I both snore like crazy. That's so, the so I'm like, well, let's just put both snorers in one room and then, you know, we can saw logs together. <laughs> right. And I'm a really heavy sleeper, so it doesn't bother me at all. I don't know if I keep him up, but... Uh,
1: right. I was going to say, it's a competition of who falls asleep first. Right. Basically. Um,
0: yeah. But honestly... Uh, it hasn't been a problem. He's we, we, we get along real well as well, that's as, a, good. as a roommate team.
1: You got to find that room. I mean, we. I think back in the like we never we either had everyone in one room or the rare times of singular. Uh, right. And I always chose sleeping on the ground versus sharing anything, like because I just couldn't deal with either the snoring, the constant talking in the sleep that one person did. Mm -hmm. The constant rubbing of feet that another member of my team did. Uh, It was just like a layer upon layer of all these issues that I just couldn't deal with slowly but surely.
0: Yeah, we used to, I mean, back when we were really packing into a hotel, like, yeah, like get two queen-size beds and, you know, five of us would be in there just packed in like rats. Um, But uh, I became known as the snuggle bandit because (laughs) i would fall asleep and then i would forcefully grab people and spoon them and they're like god damn it i am not your girlfriend or whatever and i have have no idea this is happening but apparently it was it happened so often that there was like either i got the whole bed to myself or i was on the floor because it was really disruptive to other people sleeping apparently i I was i was very i was very comfortable yeah i I mean
1: you're snuggling in. yeah you're getting comfy man when you, before you were even able to get, did you ever have, because I end up asking a lot of people this, like, did you have, like, the, the go-to person to find a place if you didn't have a hotel room that you could get? Like, was there anyone who was, like, designated job, was, like, this person's more charming, they can convince someone Oh, go
0: mm, uh, Yeah, I would say probably John's, probably the most outgoing and, uh-huh. and friendly. I'm sort of a curmudgeon, so it's hard, it's hard for me to put on... Charm, of any yeah. kind. Um,
1: As a fellow curmudgeon,
0: I agree. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I just
1: was just like I don't want to chit chat, right? You know, <laughs> even yeah. though I have to like really grease the hands. And, oh, like, I know like, you're
0: at. Right. It's a big favor to ask. Yeah. You know? So,
1: and in some ways, it was almost be too like it would be scary to me if someone was too excited to let us stay there. Because the hard part was <laughs> like they wanted to party usually, right? Oh
0: and, yeah, I've had some of those moments. Oh boy, right. we uh, we stayed this. Um, it was in, I think it was New Orleans. We played this show, which was real weird. Um, it it was right. lucrative. Uh-huh. It was an old band, um, back in the, I guess, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we played this bar, which is especially a sports bar for college students. Anyway, but the owner would like liked you know punk rock, metal, right. and that kind of thing. So he would just throw these shows and just put on put a five dollar cover. Right. And there was all these college kids who didn't give a shit about the band, but they, that was the place to hang out. So yeah. they're like, fuck, and cover, but they'd pay it anyway because they want right. to play pool and, you know, right. hit on girls or whatever. Right. So, so we ended up playing to probably, I don't know, a hundred irritated college students. You know, like nobody was enjoying us. We right. were an impediment to their good time. They, right. they probably couldn't have. They would have loved a 15-minute set. You know right. what I mean? I mean, we probably should have just played a 15-minute set. It was ridiculous. We were just taking their money right. and irritating them. it right. paid to irritate them. Yeah. Anyway, so after the show, just, uh, just two people show up to the show, and uh, it's a couple. And they're looking at the merch, whatever, but it, our drummer at the time, he, he was the go-to guy. Right. Anyway, so this girl comes up, and she's looking at the merch, and she's wearing a melt banana shirt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's like, "Oh well, they, they maybe they're cool or whatever." Right. So we ask them; they're the only people that have anything vaguely punk rock or whatever. Right? And uh, they're
1: not wearing a backwards white hat.
0: Exactly. And yeah, and they're not super pissed. Right. So anyway, so we're like, "Can you stay at your house?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, totally." Anyway, so we get there, and they have gotten really drunk by the time we get there. So exactly. and they're drinking malt liquor, like you know, like twenty-two cans of, <laughs> of like gnarly, like, ca- camo or something. I don't know. It was like, oh, lord. And it was, it got really dark and terrible, because the, they they were a couple, they had another roommate, they got in this screaming match, so they they were fighting, like, sort of throwing shit, we're like, oh, man, the place was disgusting, it was just, right. like, cans everywhere, and, uh... They were fighting, th- like, throwing things. It was stupid really uncomfortable uh, the guy was ended up t- turned out to be really racist so that was super fun Correct. and then we're like what the fuck how could how this completely I don't know why this. I thought this was a thing but I was like well how could they they like melt banana and they're racist and like, how's this possible but I mean sure it's possible but anyway so we're like apparently anything's possible but then so we're thinking well my god so I don't know we end up asking her the gal's like oh, so when, when did you get that Banana shirt, do you see him, She's like, yeah, I was at the show. You know, she was like, they they left their merch the, they left their merch alone, so I stole it. Oh like, god. oh my god, you are despicable. <laughs> anyway, <we're, laughs> so we're like just sitting there, we're like, you know what, I think I'm gonna go to sleep, but we were we just wanted them to go away, so right? We were just on this dirty floor, whatever. <coughs> they finally do pass out. And um uh, drummer's girlfriend who was doing merch for us, she gets the middle of the night to, to use the bathroom and she hears something behind her there's crawdads in the hall one of which is coming after her oh like, like, like ah, crawdads like a, like a crawdad yeah know. There's New Orleans right? yeah, yeah that's how it rolls so
2: there's yeah. a crew and she's like ah so she, she's you know when I mean, you say I'm, there's a crew of dads
0: yeah <laughs> dad. uh, but anyway so she she kind of freaks out she's like you know it's coming at her with pictures or whatever she goes to the bathroom closes the door and she's like fuck what am I gonna do about that? She's sitting on the toilet thinking like how am I gonna avoid the crawdad going the way back to the to the mat or whatever. Right. And then she looks over the door and the crawdad's got his claws under the door, like it's p- clicking his claws. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> exactly. She was terrified. Right. Anyway, so yeah, we we got out of there. And I was just like, that was just the worst ever. Yeah. I'd rather slept in a parking lot. Sure.
1: I mean, there's so many layers
0: there of getting attacked
1: by animals. Yeah. As well as getting attacked by human animals to scream (coughs) at each other. Human assholes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And just being reminded, oh, right, you're a racist. Cool. And a thief of a poor touring band. Yeah. We got, Red Fang also got attacked
2: one time early, early on. It was like the first tour that, uh, by the way, I wasn't talking for the first half of this podcast. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's not my voice. I, sit- I was sitting very <laughs> quietly the whole time. Yes. Uh, the first tour that Chris was doing merch for us, uh, we were playing in Arcata mm-hmm. and we brought like, the you know, we had to have a merch guy because we had like some shirts and stuff and there was right. some lady who was friends with the opening band. This was like first or second tour. Right. Uh, so, you know, playing a little club for like ten people or something. Yeah. And she was somehow just the fact of us having merch for sale just threw her into a rage. And so she was like every time Chris turned his back, she would destroy our merch. Like she would rip up the stickers or like try to like she was grabbing shirts and like trying to run off with them. And he's like, "What are you doing? What's your problem?" And she was just so upset by the idea of us having stuff for sale. She was the Fugazi of Arcata. I guess so. Was it, a... was it that she was like some kind of high ideal? I, I wonder. Was
0: that what was going? I'm not sure. On. He said that. I mean, it was. I don't think it was exactly clear what her ideology right. was. <laughs> I mean, but she she wasn't. It sounds like she wasn't rational, right? No. Or, or it no. was drugs and mental illness. But Either so then, it was she, it. Exactly. <laughs> but so she got like she had a feud with Chris
2: for some reason, and so then. We're, like, the band that we're, like... I don't know if it was the guy putting a show on or the band that was playing with us uh, put us up at their house. And so we're on our way back there. It's not really that far. Mm -hmm. And as we're pulling up, there's a lady standing in the alleyway that we're pulling into Mm -hmm. who starts hucking, like, crushed beer cans Uh, at us. Oh, (laughs) yeah! And then Chris gets out, and she's, like, attacking him, and she has, like, a whole stockpile of them because she was totally just, like... She was waiting in ambush just to attack us because she knew where we were staying, and she was like, "I'm gonna fucking get it when they That was crazy.
0: Yeah,
1: literally, and, yeah. and no, no explanation ever of like what was, it was unclear. Did they I don't know? Think, did the person you stayed with have any idea who she was? She was? Uh, I think they maybe have, maybe did know. It's right. Such a small town, like, mostly, yeah. they must, yes. right. I mean, that's the great. Like, it's like that's the like. No matter what on tour, you're going to get punishers. You're going to get the fucking people at fucking yeah. merch tables who won't leave you alone. But then there's also like, yeah, you get into the smaller towns and it is just kind of even what you're saying with the sports bar, where it's just like, right. it it's the thing happening. So you're right. probably going to get this extra layer of just like, what the fuck is this person's deal? Yeah. Like, just constantly. I think that's why it was like why I'm always asking about who will get the, get the place to stay, but also... Getting stuck in these places. Because it's just right. a constant. Like, it's like, it is always like odd personalities that don't want to stop partying. There is a lot of animals. Like, you know, like I oh, always yeah. talk about sometime we stayed on some pig farm, like in Houston, that like was just like, I could hear the pig squealing all night. Wait. And then we stayed in like that same tour, this other kid was like, Yeah, my apartment's real clean. And he just had like 15 to 20 terrariums. Full of weird crawdaddy, th- like he had this one albino lizard that what? was just staring at us all night, and like I couldn't sleep. I was just like this fucking thing yeah. looking at us is and just creepy. waiting for it to just get out. And I remember like both of those they both wouldn't go to bed. Like they both were just like that's I think the thing we're all is sleeping. that I've, I've talked about that with uh, my
2: soon-to-be wife is mm-hmm. also a touring musician, and, and we're talking about like we mostly stay in hotels now, right? Because we're just too creaky, sure. Um, but she's still they still crash DIY on like crash they, in they, they, some people's yeah.
1: houses Jesus Christ
2: and you know she's like I love it's oftentimes with it's usually with friends right and it's great to see people that you haven't seen in a long time but you do it every single night as a touring musician yeah. and they do it once a year when right. the band comes through and they're like super stoked to party until right. 5 and you're like, I really miss you, and I really want to hang out, but I actually just need to go to go to bed. Yeah, so yeah. they don't have to get in a van the next day, exactly, and do the
1: whole thing over
2: again. But can I tell the story about the Atlanta place with the cats? That's what I was going to
0: say. He was talking <laughs> about animals. That was, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> our worst. It's a perfect segue <laughs> to yeah. animals. It
2: was the worst. There's no. It's hands down the worst uh, lodging situation. Love it already. <laughs> uh, so it was like the first. It was first U.S. tour we ever did. First U.S. tour I ever did right. actually was. Uh, we came out and met. The fucking champs and Birds of Avalon. Mm-hmm. Um, we toured out and then met them in Atlanta mm-hmm. at the Earl. Uh, and I had already been—I was crazy sick for like a week leading up to it. Mm-hmm. With just like it was, it was disgusting. I won't even describe how gross it was. I actually made a <laughs> videotape of the shit coming out of me the next morning at that house that, right. that I'm about to tell you about. So the whole time, you know, we're just like people off you places to stay, and we're we're just. We knew that the second we got to Atlanta, because it was we were opening on a three band build, we right. knew that we were going to be fucked for places to crash. Right. Um, so we were just like asking everybody that we we could find, mm-hmm. uh, or everybody that we could, if they had a place for us. And the bar back eventually was like, "You can play, you can stay at my place, but I have to, you know, close the bar, uh-huh. and so you're going to have to just wait." Right. And so it was like two in the morning. And he didn't get off work until four. Exactly. First and like, yeah, and uh, and oh, this is also the first night that a friend of John and David's uh, uh, from Raleigh had come out to meet mm-hmm. us, and she's like this very adorable, um, uh, polite lady. That it just seemed like extra sad that we had to put her like the first night that she joined us was also the first night that we had no place to stay. Welcome to rock and roll. Exactly, and so we're hanging out like kind of by the back door for a while and after about 30 minutes or something the guy was like I'm really excited to do this but law is we actually have to shut this door uh-huh. so we couldn't even get into the club to pee or anything so we're just like huddled yes. on this porch in an alleyway freezing uh, <laughs> even though it was Atlanta right. waiting waited till 4 in the morning the guy was like you can stay at my place I've got there's like a bed and a couch in the basement and there's a couch in the living room but there's a, but my housemate has a cat so you uh, Don't really want to sleep on the couch because the cat, like, poops on the couch. Sure. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, but you just clean the poop off, right? So yeah. why didn't we just sleep? Whatever. Okay, whatever, weirdo. <laughs> so we start following this guy in his truck. We're, like, he's in a pickup truck, and we're right behind him. And we're all looking at it, and we're like, is that truck, is that, is their gate, like their tailgate, is it a rope? Or, I think that his whole truck... Is being held together. Yeah. <laughs> there was a rope.
0: No, there, there was a rope going on the entire... It went all the way around the whole truck. Ted was keeping the... Yeah, it was keeping the truck together.
1: I can fix it myself. <laughs> It'll exactly. be fine. It was so rusty that he
2: was just like, yes, oh, fuck well, it. Yeah. Rope around the truck. Um, so, yeah. we so And, of course, it ended up being 45 minutes... Of course. ...outside of Atlanta. So now it's like five Was at least the
1: op, the way you were going to go the next I day? I can't or remember about that. I'm sure it wasn't. Yes, oh, yeah. that's usually the, the equation.
2: <laughs> So we get there and discover why it was that uh, he didn't think that anybody should sleep on that couch. (laughs) It wasn't that the cat had shat on it once and then somebody cleaned it up. It was the the cat's litter box. The couch was completely covered in shit. It was a couch in spite of
0: poop. And the cat was on the couch. (laughs) Just hanging out. And they told us the name of the cat before we arrived. The cat's name was Mongoloid. Like, that's Perfect. a weird name for a cat. He said, like, "Yeah, cat's kind of messed up." Right. Anyway, so we get there, and it, the, the cat's head is kind of dented in. It looks. like Magaloy. It's, oh, like, it's kind of dented <laughs> sideways, like yeah, one yeah. eye is lower than the other, and he just looks. Oh, it's, it's a it's messed up, yeah. fucked up cat. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but that but that was not his, his. Wasn't his only cat litter box. Right, right. The right. whole fucking house was just <laughs> yeah crazy. There, yeah, we went down into the the basement
2: where was where he was putting us. And there was, like, a couch uh, with just piles of just crap everywhere around it. And behind it, I was like, well, there's some room here. I can just set up my pad and, like, was laid on my, you know, my little nest behind the couch. That'll be Mm -hmm. fine." And then came to find that there was, like, a mountain
1: of cat shit that was probably (laughs) two feet across. So just, just, you know, a cone of cat turds. Which is a nice part of tour. You think, like, going on a lot of punk tours, you've seen the worst of humanity.
0: Yeah, and then people can surprise you yep. I mean, <laughs> with yes. new ways. I of guess action. that's not that uncommon. I mean, you right? Know, you know, lots of there's tons of hoarders. A lot of people who yeah. Yeah. live in abject filth. Yeah. yeah, there were definitely hoarders. too. I mean, it was like uh,
2: walking. It was one of those you had to walk through trails in the house. There was just piles of crap and like unclean dishes everywhere. But The
0: basement also had random shit. So we were just going kind to of sleep on the floor. And I remember I don't know why it was because maybe the light switches on one side of the room we wanted it to be dark. Sweet. So right. But we were walking through dark flashlights. Or phone flashlights just trying to get through just to not to step on shit and then we found a s- space for like just as wide as your mat but if you roll off your <laughs> right. mat you're definitely yeah. rolling yeah. into shit, it was right. terrible and anyway so we we do sleep there and wake up the next morning and it is the most surreal thing ever there's like some pop music going upstairs we go up there and it's just like, God, God, it's a fucking war zone in here. Like the sink in the bathroom was like hanging off and I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's a disa- disaster. Anyway, um, yeah, the bathroom door opens and you know, there's there's this gal in there She's listening to pop music putting her yeah. makeup on and she's the most normal looking like f- sorority like, girl. Well, yeah, like, totally. Completely like clean clothes like, like 100% put right. together. And if you saw her on the street, there is no way you would you would believe that she yeah. lived there, but apparently she did and did not seem phased in the no, list. No, not at all. She wasn't like, oh God, this is so, she was just like, uh-huh, just walk through the kitchen right. and <laughs> do your shit.
1: I mean, that's imagine. the thing, you try to do the math, it's like with the Mel shirt, but like we've definitely, like I remember playing in Eureka like on an off day with High on Fire and we were like, we're stuck, we gotta find someone and we found a guy and was like, he looks really clean cut. Like, was, yeah. why would his house be literally just a squat with like ten filthy mattresses and a bunch of like liberty spike punks making out like on piles of pepperoni but as soon as we got there we're like, like I can't do this yeah, like this right. is too much it's like an escape from New York set <laughs> right I think that's like so that like also speaks to like to like I know like as I as we got older and touring like it felt like the punk circle got smaller and smaller like it was like we had our set friends who we could go to certain yeah. places but like it just like got harder and harder to be like well we're the old guys who are gonna need to crash on your couch right uh uh, and so that always made it just an extra layer but like i think also like so are there are there certain things i know like obviously like hotel rooms you're just like i gotta do this but like as you're kind of getting older and touring like i know i had to make these kind of like concessions to make it more comfortable because you can deal with so much shit so much cat shit uh, when you're younger like are there yeah. kind of like ways you've adapted as time marches on but bands continue
2: uh i mean really hotels is the main thing i think i think right. like, we're lucky in that we've gotten to a point where a lot of the times we get to play in places like this where mm-hmm. they have you know you, you can ask for kombucha on the rider and you get it and right. stuff, you know like it used to be holy shit we got 12 beers. That's awesome, <laughs> right. you know, We're just lucky in that we can actually get some of that
1: stuff and right. uh yeah, we,
2: and I mean, that it's available all around the country.
1: Right. So, right. Which friends. is a big difference. The fact that a lot of things are just now more available, like you don't yeah. have to search out stuff as much. Right. So the, the like there's a,
2: you know, like this there was a place we played in Las Vegas that there's like a hippie convenience store that was just, you know,
1: a block away. Right. So, it's just way more accessible than it used to be. Right. Uh, I mean, do you have, like, do you, do you bring, like, you mentioned a mat, are there, like, because, like, I just wouldn't, like, think through, like, those little things for some reason. Like, of, like, why don't I bring a sleeping mat? Like, well, why I grew, I I grew up
2: camping, thing? so I've been bringing a sleeping mat since That's the beginning key. of tour, so. Uh, and actually, I even brought one the first European tour we did, I brought. Right. Like, stuffed, I was real small when I stuffed a sleeping bag and a mat in my bag for Europe, which turned out to be completely pointless. Right. But, right. sorry. No, I did. I actually used it the very first night. Okay, because uh, I was actually ready to for bed at like midnight, so
1: I slept on the stage of the bigger venue that right. night. Which is the big difference in Europe versus America. Like most yeah. of the time is like even on the lower level. Like when your like shows are small, you'll have somewhere to stay. Yeah, you have the actually spots you're more are likely nice. to have a place to stay in the smaller yeah. venues there.
0: Yeah, they have generally have sleep. Right. More often than not, it seems like they have sleeping accommodations in the bar. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I stayed in nicer squats than hotels.
0: in yeah. Places like yeah. like, oh, you've got it. Yeah. There. Squat has a connotation that um, doesn't doesn't always apply. No, yeah. Squats not at or some, all. It just means that this people have moved into a space, and the city is not throwing them out because they're doing right. they're benefiting right. they're benefiting the city, they're right? Improving yeah. the arts thing, so they have these actually really nice places. Yeah you know and they can afford to fix them up cuz have to pay rent right you know yeah so. like i remember we played Switzerland in one
1: that was like the best like it was yeah. just like they'd made so many meals and but the only problem was we were the only band that played and we were a grindcore band basically <laughs> so they were and they were like you must play a long set and i was like oh yeah i don't yeah. know <laughs> what that means like it meant every single song we know right. and right. then jam out the two long no, songs no uh, play Playing half speed. Yeah, I mean we we, we found every way around it. Right. Uh, when just you're playing with different keys, right? <laughs> they won't know. Yeah. Uh, or you use it My my friend in Panthers used to teach me the trick of writing quick punk songs. with just pick phone numbers. Ah. Uh, okay. You just go two three zero two three zero four zero one four four zero one four. <laughs> you can shit out a bunch of songs That's if you need great, to fill in yes. time. Um, so when you're on tour uh, uh, what is your go to for trying to find food like because that's always a big thing on tour is like how shitty just fucking eating can be sometimes
0: I think in in the US it can be difficult Um, I think you're you're pretty good about shopping and stuff uh, and having food that's not gross yeah Mm -hmm. but I did I just a small cooler yeah yeah we have three coolers in the van we do it's getting crazy but uh (laughs) Um, but yeah we eat a lot of fast food because yeah. in, the, in America it's just you know fine dining does not really happen right off the highway no almost ever So no it does not so I eat a lot more Taco Bell than I care to admit yeah I'm admitting it yeah <laughs> I love you that. don't care to but <laughs> you I, so that, so I will admit yeah. yeah,
1: I mean that was my usual go to was getting stuck because as of uh, slowly the one vegetarian in the band, too. Yeah. It was the extra layer of, like, everyone else can go anywhere. Right. Even if it's shitty fast food, I'm like, I guess I'll just eat Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. yeah, or it, French fries it's again. The,
0: it's the extra layer. It's the seven layer, and I would imagine, for yes, a vegetarian.
1: exactly. Oh, that seven layer saved me many times. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you ever have, like, now, you mentioned New Orleans. Did you ever get stuck eating some terrible meal cooked by either someone you stayed with or... Uh yeah I mean a lot of punks do. I would imagine there, was, there wasn't there
2: was a terrible I mean spaghetti a lot of time. a yeah. lot of spaghetti yeah. the
1: one that I think was Beachwood most... Tavern in Cleveland my least liked spaghetti meal ah. for some reason of oh, Beachwood Ballroom in Beachwood, Beachwood Ballroom, ballroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you play a small room every time they would give the yeah. same exact meal of like tasteless pasta with three string beans mm. we once ate with Shonen Knife in the same room we were just like that we don't, don't like it either the downstairs we were playing coaster. the small room yeah. they were playing the big room oh yeah uh, it has that
2: downstairs dressing room with the like, thrift store yeah. next to it. Yep. It's, it's pretty awesome. But, yeah. Um, I do remember that spaghetti. We'll probably have it again pretty soon.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great I think, venue. I'm just always yeah. slightly bummed when I get that spaghetti.
2: I think the one that probably bummed everyone out the most was uh, we were playing in Kiev. I don't remember if it was the second or third time, but mm-hmm. uh, it was the last time we played there. Maybe this is why. <laughs> um, and we got there kind of early, and so the guy who put on the show brought us over to his house and right. had, like, a little cookout for us. Right. And, you know, he... He didn't speak very much English at all, but the our, this, there was this kind of guy who... This guy, uh, Eager, mm-hmm. which I guess is how you say Igor. <laughs> uh, he was kind of, like, translator host or whatever because he put on the first couple shows that we played there. And he was just, like, explaining what the different things were that were being served to us. And the the one that really was the worst, was it's this type of, like, Ukrainian bacon thing. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I guess it's their their version of prosciutto or their attempt at prosciutto or something, but it's, like, it's cubes (laughs) that are probably, you know, an inch and a half on a side. And it's, like, not cured the same way that prosciutto is. It's, Uh like, way more, like, rubbery and just kind of, like, just, like, eating raw... Pork, kind of. It's like, you know, kind of salty. It was pretty gross. And I had like two or three of them out of politeness. Yeah. Because uh, the guy, because Igor was like, this is like a delicacy of the Ukraine. And he like, mm. there was a huge pile of it. And he's like, he, you know, he went the extra mile to like really treat you guys well and roast yeah. you. And everybody was kind of like, well, oh, and spitting it out, you know. Because it was, it was gross. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean
1: that is the heart, but when you're like, they are doing something yeah. nice for you, but... So I just yeah. ate a
2: shitload a of pickles to <laughs> taste it, right. you know?
1: I just mostly, I oh, I probably brought up on the podcast before, but when you said, North, it was like, maybe it was in, it was in somewhere in, in Louisiana, but we stayed at some kid's house and they decided to make some elaborate punk stew that had like so much like textured vegetable protein all oh, this stuff uh, in it uh, but like there was straight up like a plum just floating in it <laughs> uh, and like I just like and then like he was like this guy was real surly and he's like I mean and you should probably give me money for this oh. thing and I was just like whoa hey. and I got really jerky with them I was just like no dice man not happening <laughs> like and I just ate a bag of Doritos for my dinner because I was yeah. just like a curmudgeon and right. real angry about that plum that fucking plum <laughs> was just staring at me the whole time weird but he really treated it like he was making us this like the best delicacy that you could get in Louisiana right. um, uh, so I, I think like uh, I, I was we were talking before you know talking about getting older playing, but also like being away from home uh then it's this is something like in touring that's on my mind a lot lately because i have a new kid congratulations Uh, thank you 17 month old kid and i'm just trying to figure out what that means uh in my life uh uh, like how do you uh all kind of deal with like the the being away like as like kind of life continues while the tour continues yeah
0: Brian, <laughs> uh, I yeah, uh, it's a lot of extra work for my wife when I'm gone, so mm-hmm. um, so I feel bad about that. Um, but I think the, the major issue that I have when I'm on tour is just, is getting a dog walked. So yeah. we have to find dog walkers, which is obviously doesn't hold a candle to having a child. Sure, which i you know I mean, getting the child walked
1: is it's, is,
0: it's super expensive. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, that is that that shit adds up. Like, it's, a, like, those extra costs that, like, you don't think about oh, yeah, going man, into, like, oh, tour is fun, but also, yeah, like, the dog needs to be walked. Like, even yeah. that, like, I, you know, like, I, that would be something it always, like, 20, I'd be checking in. Day, yeah. Right. I'd always be checking in on my wife and be, like, is George okay? Like, the dog, like? Yeah. Like, did you, were you able to get him out? Was he able to hear? Like, you know, it's, like, yeah. while we're in the middle of moving equipment, I'm, like, super concerned with that yeah. and then think about how to cover those bases, because it's like trying to do, like, moving chess pieces when you're hundreds of miles away, too. Like, you'd want to still weirdly be a part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, how do you get? Uh, it's tricky.
2: I have a nine-year-old, so oh, okay. uh, he was born pretty much right at the start of when we started touring a lot. Right. Uh, and um, it's just real hard. I mean, in the beginning, I, just, I got super stressed out about trying to Skype with him, um you know two every other day or whatever, right? Uh, now that he's older, he's just not into it, yeah. So it's super hard leaving because he's, um, he's like way more expressive about how sad he is that I'm leaving and that he doesn't want me to go, right? And then, but then once I'm gone, uh, like at the beginning of this tour, he actually had kind of a panic attack and I had to talk him down because, right. uh, he started school right at the same time that I started this tour, and so it was like me leaving and school starting was. It's just too much. So. Yeah. Um, but then after he kind of gets used to it, it's like, I understand it's just too hard. I think it's it's almost worse for him to talk to me because it's like a reminder sure. of not being able to hang out. Sure. Uh, and he's like quoted there's a part from that movie Big Hero 6 uh-huh. where like the kid is, he's all depressed because his older brother got killed. And then he's, like, at home just depressed, and his friends are all talking to him on the computer, and they're like, oh, I wish we could come through the screen and give you a hug. Right. And my son has said that to me a few times, like, after that that movie came out. So we basically, we don't do it as much. We don't, like, Skype or anything right. as much because it's, it almost kind of makes it worse. Right, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just try to talk on the phone as much as possible. We used to use a thing called um, Monster Messenger, which was this, like, safe messaging program for kids. Okay. But it just got... Something happened with Facebook and, and it got killed. So it doesn't exist anymore. it's like most which things the Facebook. Like, right at the beginning of the story. <laughs> right. So that kind of sucked. But... And then, like, with my uh, soon-to-be wife, mm-hmm. um, we just basically text constantly. Because yeah. I feel like... I feel like staying a part of the... Like, your daily sh- shit is... That's how you maintain, right? you know, the sort of, like, normalness of a relationship. Right. Um, I think that there's you know there's a lot of research about like people who are basically in physical proximity tend to be you know that's what makes friendships it's not necessarily yeah. that you have like you're gonna have shitloads of stuff in common with all kinds of people right it's the people that you're actually spending time with that you yep. that you because you're close to them so right. since we have to be apart we just make ourselves like electronically close yeah I so, mean it makes sense it has to you have to kind
1: of manufacture it to some yeah. extent
2: and she you know she's also a touring musician so. Right. We both get it, and we both get real moody yeah. sometimes, but that's just part
1: of, you know, we always work, know how to work through it, it's that's yeah. just part of what it takes, so... I mean, is it, does, does it end up affecting, like, obviously it does, but like a decision, so I'm like, okay, we'll go for this and that, like, you know... I think it affects me more than anybody else, I mean, right. I think that I'm the one in
2: the band that is like, hey, I would love to tour, like, three months out of the year, right. you know? Yeah, but uh, it's also, that's this is our income, so... yeah. I mean,
1: that is the hard one, it's like, it's, it's like your job too like, it's like the thing yeah, that exactly. kind of, but like, I, cause I have that even on the, like, you know, my band currently, we don't play as much, but like, sometimes I think they're even like, oh, well, Jeff has a kid, so we probably can't do this or do this, and I'm right. just like, no, don't blame me, like, I mean, we I can it. figure it out, we can do the best here. Yeah. We definitely did a fuckload of touring
2: for, you know, the first, like, six years of Nico's life, so. Right. Um. It's started slowing down a little bit recently, but I think yeah. it's also partly because we
1: do more flying in, so we make sure. a little bit more money now than we used to. So, right. Uh, I think a big chunk too is like when I first was having the kid, I was texting. You're on tour with big business, and I would text Jared. Yeah. big business all with the time like now. yeah like and he would like he was like one of the best at just like giving me advice here and i would like yeah. remember our first show like i was just like so how do i do this right like how do i like wrap my brain around that we're gonna be gone for this and this yeah because uh, it's just the growing pain i mean that's part of just like you know like with any you know at any point in your life with the band there's it is hard when there's all the kind of moving pieces in it anyways um uh with all this stuff though too this is kind of a separate thing like do you uh, we kind of mentioned journaling before we are kind of talking about like how do you kind of like kind of do you document this stuff in your brains at all or does it start to feel like a mush like of touring uh, I'm mostly going to ask like I, now in retrospect I wish I had more because it feels yeah. like I'm having a hard time
2: Piecing it together, I what tour was what? Do mostly like electronic mm-hmm. records. Like I'll just basically put little stars of all the places we've been. Right. And I have an unusually good memory for all of that stuff. Uh-huh. So if I can even just see like the name of a club or like right. like what buildings were around it on the right. Google Map thing or whatever, maybe like oh yeah, that's a show
1: where. I, like my toe was messed up and walking like <laughs> right. I can, so but I'm weird in that way sure no I'm the same way I mean the visual memory like if right. I just see like oh right yeah that one that's yeah. where that guy tried to fight us right. like, it's starting to become a little bit
2: more of a mush you know, right I would say actually for me people are way more of a mush than places sure
0: yeah do you feel the same like or do you just kind of ride it um yeah my, my, I am the opposite of Aaron my, <laughs> I, I'm terrible I'm terrible. I mix and match pretty much every element of a show. Right. What bands, what the green room looks like, I'll imagine a club that is, I'll imagine the, the facade of a club and imagine it's a different city but then I have the interior, <laughs> right. the interior that I imagine will be from a different club. Right. And the green room that I'll remember and I'll put it, it'll you know, be a fourth club. So right. I'll, I'll put Four clubs <laughs> into into the wrong. Space. You're doing coll- you have collages in your <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But
2: you also have been on tour like way longer than I have, so that might be. Have I, well, I,
0: yeah, but because you're so much, much older than I am. No, because <laughs> no, 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 no. no, you started your teens. That's right? true. Right. I did start my for first. Years. I was 30, yeah, 18 the first I was on tour. So, I, but no, I think it's probably because I just my lifestyle. I'm sure. sure. I'm, you know, I don't know. Well. Uh, also, I think I re- I was looking through some old paperwork, like I did this, this, ex- Whatever it was, it was examined. Awesome. Uh, my brain was examined when I was in like. four You had your head examined. Third, <laughs> <fifth grade>? <laughs> 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 was, was it right after your grandma was like, "You ought to have your head examined"? <laughs> <laughs> you were know, drinking a bottle I was of water. Like, <laughs> fine. <I wasn't. laughs> uh, no, but they said that uh, you know, just just like IQ and all that kind of stuff. Right. One note that they had for my parents was he seems to have difficult difficult difficulty with spatial orientation. Uh-huh. Which I agree. I right. do have a little bit of problem with that. Right. Yeah. And that I think ties perfectly
2: in with not remembering the interiors of buildings. Yeah.
0: You know, I can't just it's just like there there's a ton oh, sh- of shit. Sure. Left memories are floating around but I just I can't, can, you can't I can't glue put them, them together too. I mean the hard
1: part is though too it's like honestly like especially like you go to Europe and you'll just be like oh right I'm in a club that looks like I could be in America sometimes Yeah, you know I like all of a sudden you're right. in the bar right. and you're like it's a bar yeah. like that smell that sensory smell of like a bar that hasn't necessarily been cleaned yet right. drives old, me kind of nuts old beer old yeah, beer exactly. smell is just like it oh it's like the same anywhere Beer is yeah. our,
0: our, one of my least favorites is old beer mixed with a cleaning agent oh, yeah. yeah like it's like it, it you I I know that you mopped, but it, yeah. did, it didn't take. You know, I mean, one of the worst. I remember once, like I used to go see
1: shows at the Rat in Boston, and sounded like, like I, a classy joint. It was oh, the be- most. You know, this is <laughs> exactly. how classy it was: is the sewer pipe busted once, and it was for like a Godflesh show. So their answer was, "We'll just put kitty litter down oh uh, my before the show started." So imagine just that stench of that old beer, open sewer, and then skinheads Mashi the flesh, and it's just becoming like a tornado of kitty litter. No, it's just on the dance floor. Yeah, like because it, it was right in the middle, of right before, right in front of where the stage yes. would be. Fucking Nothing close. but bad ideas. Nothing <laughs> but bad ideas. Uh, so these were uh, amazing stories. Uh, watch out for saying with couples they're the worst they'll just fight Um, uh, to wrap it up the question that I ask everyone uh, to end these what do you think of the word gig Uh, it's
0: pretty jamming I think it's I don't know it's fine I like saying concert makes my wife crazy yeah, that's true Yeah. concert blues yeah, right let's go down to the concert she's like it's not a concert you're going and to the bar that's <laughs> <So> yeah. like, <laughs> it's still a concert it's like two or more people playing yeah. music <laughs> in together together, together. Yes. in concert by in concert. definition
2: I they are playing exactly. in concert so that's I say it. I'm going to
0: the concert perfect I'm pretty much
2: for anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that I don't use it as much as you do but I do appreciate it and wish I tried to use it for a while but it just doesn't flow off I it thought it the way that I wanted to I kind of like how it doesn't flow yeah, it's, a, it's kind
1: of slightly awkward. <laughs> right. It's fun. Yeah. And it makes my wife crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. I guess I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with games. Where did, where did, I, I don't ever where use is, it. where did it come from. It sounds like a Gen term. Yeah, I think that's the, like, one reason I've always had that is like, depending on who the guest is, like, if, like, I think usually if it's like someone from like super punk backgrounds, like, no, it was a show. Like I would always call them shows. Right. And then if it's just like a straight up, just like metal band or comedian, it is definitely a gig. Well, right. maybe um, a gig is maybe, maybe it feels almost like a job. Yeah. yeah. Like you're showing up. It's a
0: paid engagement. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've got this gig. I'm Standing gig. Right. Standing gig. At Jimmy's. <laughs> standing gig. Great pants.
1: Yeah. I prefer <laughs> sitting gigs. <laughs> yes ideally a sitting gig and when I know exactly what time that gig is happening so <laughs> yeah. then I can go home and not be at the gig anymore yeah I guess uh, it was a show when I was a kid was yeah you like play shows. do you think that
2: um, people who participate in uh, eating competitions have gigabytes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh perfect so? way to end thank you so much <laughs>